The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome to the program. I want one of those like angelic choirs to go, ah, that's what I need right now. Because as you can tell, I finally was able to get this mess of a um, hair situation resolved today. And although um, I hope uh, Reed's not paying attention to this program right now, he missed did some weird stuff up here that, uh, that I might have to have fixed down the road. But whatever, at least it's not all over the place. And it's not doing all that weird stuff it was doing. It is far easier to handle right now. So um, I'm glad... Uh, I can bring that news to you. I hope it's as exciting for you as it is for me. Also, we're going to be talking to Trinity. Okay, I'm going to say this, and it's for real. Trinity Red or Blue Pill, hi-ho Kermit the Frog here. You heard that right. The name is Trinity Red or Blue Pill, hi-ho Kermit the Frog here. That's actually also the name of a YouTube channel. Uh, Trinity is a YouTube content creator and a producer. And she explores uh, topics such as CERN, artificial intelligence, Tesla, Einstein, DARPA, um, and much, much more. Actually, many of the same things that we talk about here on this program, but a real technical edge here, a real sci-fi kind of approach to this, even though we're not talking about sci-fi. We're going to talk briefly about uh, her work and uh, her channel and introduce you to it. I know she's been part of our chat room before. Again, Trinity, red or blue pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here on Beyond Reality. Don't go away. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I didn't remind you to go to our YouTube channel and or our Twitch channel and make sure you subscribe, follow, or do all of the above. Also find us on social media at Beyond Reality Radio. And my page is JV Johnson. It's easy to find if you just type in JVJ Paranormal. Love to have you follow both of those pages as well. YouTube content creator and producer Trinity Redder Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. And I believe, Trinity, that you picked that name specifically to see if I'd get tongue-tied on it. Yes, I think it's pretty funny. A lot of people do, but then they end up saying that they like it, so it's it stayed. Well, it's, it's accidental. Yeah, it's cer- <laughs> it's certainly unique. How did you come up? I mean, the content that you address <laughs> on your YouTube channel is very serious in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm, uh, you're kind of cutting out, JV, so I'm, gonna, I'm kind of hearing you here and there. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, Trinity, uh, Red or Blue Peel, Hi-Ho, Kermit the Frog here. Trinity's because of the Matrix movie and because mm-hmm. of the Trinity itself. And then the uh, red or blue pill, of course, Matrix. And also, it's kind of like a placebo in life. There's a lot of things that are just a placebo. And hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here, because I've always loved the Muppets. And Kermit is actually a computer code, one of the earlier ones. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. Um, you know, But every time I, I read uh, or say your name, that whole name, and I say hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here, I can't help but think <laughs> of Kermit the Frog's voice. 
yes, that's a point. Yes, I I love that too. And I always think of him in his little coat with his microphone. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. News reporting. So, um, tell us about how you got started. Now, the, we'll get to some of the topics that you cover in, in a minute or two. But uh, obviously, you have a real interest in research and finding answers to some very different difficult questions. At what point did you decide to put all this together into a YouTube channel? Well, I became a mod for a couple really great YouTubers and. I was giving them a lot of my research, and they said, you know, you really need to start your own channel. And then they helped me out, and I I did it. I, and the uh, name accident, was accidental. Actually, it was going to be just Trinity Road of Blue Hill, and then High Hope Come of the Frog. You're supposed to be one or the other. And I got stuck with it for three months because if you change your name on YouTube, you're stuck with it for three months. That's right. And then after that, people were like, just keep it. But, no, I had a couple of YouTubers that I was giving all my research to that really encouraged me. To have a voice, so I'm very, very grateful to them. And the voice that you have now, um, is this something that you aspired to do for a while? I mean, obviously you have a sincere interest in these topics. You know, it's funny. I've always been a person who loved to go to libraries and read a lot and, you know, overcoming dyslexia, I know that I think a lot differently. And then when I found out that Einstein was dyslexic, then I was like, oh, okay, then it's not so bad. And so I really embraced you know, research. And then I always felt, you know, that's part of my name too, is being a puppet, is that I always felt like somebody's pulling my strings or that everybody's kind of got, you know, masters, you know, and who is that? And why, why are they doing that? And what's the truth? Because being dyslexic, I also think of things much differently. So I can see, um, and I'm an empath, so I, I can really see the truth, I feel, in many, in many instances. And I can tell when it's just, it doesn't feel like it's the whole story or not quite everything we need to know. And I just always been very curious. If somebody was casually uh, considering to visit a YouTube channel, you know, there, there are millions of YouTube channels to choose. What type of person do you think would be most attracted to and interested in yours? Well, I'm hoping that I can attract people worldwide who have lots of questions and things that they want to bring to um, a channel and, and maybe they don't want to make a channel or they don't really have want to be a voice, but they want to be heard. So I'm hoping that it, it brings in all types of every age and, and just curiosity that everybody has and finding um, the fun, the humor and community. Hopefully with, I'm, I'm just slowly, you know, growing. I'm, I'm complete amateur at this. And a lot of people have been so good about, really encouraging me. So I guess it's just a fun um, atmosphere. I, I, when I first started my videos, I didn't talk. Um, I didn't know how to have the audio. So people used to call it sci art because I like flash a lot of information, kind of like, uh, like a puzzle. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I'm trying to tell you something, but you got to try and figure out these puzzle pieces and what it all means. And I, I know people still like that sci art aspect. And then some people are really enjoying this casual lives where I just you know, talk with them um, when it's a full moon or, or stargazing or a sunrise or sunset. Um, and then there's just the deep dives and, and puzzle pieces to, you know, behind all this chaos or distractions or propaganda, what's really going on? So hopefully anybody who's interested in, in fun, humor, and details. It's an it's a, a tightrope to walk uh, to find humor in in misinformation disinformation. I mean that's a hard oh, thing yeah. to do, uh, particularly because some of it is so much or so is so very serious. However, uh, when you can do that um, and you can approach things and realize, you know what, we can talk about serious issues, but we can still end the conversation 
uh, figuratively, right. with a smile and maybe a, a bit of a giggle, um, that's uh, that's pretty rewarding. It is. It really is. And, you know, I think we need more of that right now. People are so afraid to say different things. And I know that censorship is very, very real. And I've got to be very careful, I'm sure, as you know that, on, you know, this platform. But, um, yeah, it, it is really difficult to sometimes bring up certain subjects. And I try to bring humor to some things because it can seem very dark. And, like, where is the light? Where is the where are we going to find a way out of this? So, yes, I agree. Let's talk about some of the topics that you address. None of them, at least the ones in the uh, videos that I've seen, plus uh, the list that you sent me, are light topics. These are pretty serious yeah. things that, that are pretty deep. I mean, in, in some cases, I'm reading through this list, I'm like, oh my God, um, I'm going to look like a fool here because I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I can understand half of these words, let alone the topics themselves. But in all seriousness, yeah. you really dive deep into some stuff. Well, I, I love that Socrates, um, the Plato argument, whereas I know that I know nothing. And then Michelangelo, who also says, you know, at age 88, I'm still learning. So I know that I know nothing and I am still learning along with you and with everyone. So let's, what are, of all these topics that you've addressed and the ones that you intend to address, uh, let's talk about a couple of your favorites, the ones you find most fascinating. Okay. Well, I, I'd say with the current events and what's kind of going on with all the order of chaos and uh, kind of the Patriotic Act and when it was actually created and, um, you know, the, the order of chaos is, you know, problem, reaction, solution. And I started seeing, you know, people are getting, some people don't believe in the sickness, some, some people do. I'm not going to say what the name because I know that, you know, that can really hurt um, when you say, when you, the AI up, algorithm. When you say the sickness, but, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about the current pandemic stuff. Right, the yeah. current pandemic. And when I started looking into George Church and uh, CRISPR-Cas9 and Harvard and the uh, alleged, um, you know, espionage and... Uh, I'll say uh, Bill Gates, um, mm -hmm. Bates, or <laughs> say backwards, I usually don't say his name, um, the, and the money with the Epstein and the transhumanism. You look at CRISPR-Cas9, and I, I thought, okay, CRISPR-Cas9 technology, whose gene is it anyway? That's great if we can actually fix some very serious, you know, horrible diseases that are going on. But then I started looking at all these mosquitoes that are being dropped by drones, and one of the main things that they do um, with these mosquitoes when they do their gene editing or the gene drive is they take out their sense of smell and uh, taste. And that's one of the main symptoms that people are having right. with the pandemic. So, you know, a lot of people don't even believe that's happening, but they've been doing this for a while now. And I thought, wow, you know, I, I, I think it's great if we can get rid of uh, malaria. It's great if we can get rid of um the, the diseases that, the diseases that um, mosquitoes bring. However, they're dropping these into populations and not, not really um, thinking about how it could affect many other things. And my concern, too, is what I found about this pandemic is the HCQ is supposedly helping, and that's become a huge debate. So people also are worried about depopulation and, and the secret agendas. And you start wondering, you know, if there is a nefarious, way to this, it would be very, very bad if there is um, bad intentions to the good intentions behind that and the correlations of the taste and smell and even the symptoms for malaria and what this, this current pandemic is. I'm not saying that I, I know anything, but I think it's very interesting that a lot of these things are kind of going together and the rate on that. So you kind of have to look at many things. 
All right, so I'm going to ask this, um, and I know there's no definitive answer, but based on the research you've done regarding this particular topic, A, was this made in the laboratory? B, was it intentionally released? That is a big question. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth on it. I, I've done a lot of research about the um, particles in in the, you know, like recently we just had the Sahara dust cloud that came through That's right. and the particulate matter. And you look at the um, fracking and you look at the, the radon and the different issues with that. And you look at all those things and those also have some of the same symptoms as this pandemic and what people are having with even like elevation sickness kind of reactions. And I really can't, I, I really don't know. I know that CRISPR-Cas9 can do some really great things. But I know that when I was watching a bunch of the scientists um, having a big discussion on it, they also said, you know, what movies come to mind when um, uh, you think about, you know, this and people, you know, of course, said um, Jurassic Park. And then another person said, well, Contagion, you know, Contagion came out 10 years to the date of the um, attack in New York. I don't want to really say the word. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, happened in New York in a horrible, horrible day. Right. And um, you look at, you know, that with Contagion, and then you, if you watch Contagion, it's kind of creepy because it's kind of playing out to what we're seeing today. Wow. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's a very good question. I wish I knew the answer to, but I know that the geoengineering and the cloud seeding and the fracking and the things that are going on with that and what we're seeing in behavior and Alzheimer's, dementia, even heart and... Um, different things that we're seeing with people just breathing in the, the bad um, particulate matter, um, that's, that's a big deal that most, most people are not aware of. Since our time with you tonight is short, and it sounds like we might have to have you back on the show, um, I want to talk about the censorship idea. Yeah. Uh, as, okay. a, as a YouTuber, you know, and I know as well, um, that YouTube uh, is continually uh, tightening its restrictions on people. And, and one of the reasons you're not saying the name of this uh, sickness that we're talking about mm-hmm. is because YouTube has algorithms that go through titles, descriptions, and even the audio. And if mm-hmm. they if there are things in there they don't like, they throttle you and they, they make mm-hmm. your video hard to find. Uh, what do you think about that. YouTube is a private company. Um, it is a private company. And I do respect that it's a private company and they can have their, their um, regulations. But I also, with a lot of this research, I'm finding that I really want to go and get my hands on some books because everything I'm reading is from Google or from here, it's from that. And I know that a lot of really good information is being blocked. And, you know, if, you know, you look back at Galileo, he was the first person censored house arrest because he said, you know, what he felt differently about, um, how things worked. And you look at different whistleblowers who um, no longer are with us. And, you know, if we don't have the ability to, to speak um, openly about different things, then we will become, it, I, it's just a very fine line. And I understand that YouTube has their, their reasons, but at the same time, it is really frustrating. Like, I know my channel hasn't grown, and they've taken away my watch hours, and I can't even get monetized, and I'm having a hard time, you know, even making certain steps in this because 
if I do a video that was just basically makeup or, you know, just silly things, I probably could really grow my channel. But when I do want to talk about these deeper issues, when it comes to CERN and ITER and neutrinos and these, you know, major things that are going on, I don't get the views. I know people have a hard time even finding it. And even if they're subscribed, they don't see my, my videos sometimes. So it, it's quite frustrating as a creator. Um, so I think you have to look at a lot of platforms, and I'm just slowly, you know, learning this part because I'm actually my background is a lot different than any of this, and this is new to me. But it is difficult. What do you think? What are your thoughts on it? I, I agree with you completely. I think it actually goes way beyond that. I think there are a couple problems here. One of them is that YouTube. Well, I have to separate YouTube and Google for a second, even though I know they're mm -hmm. the same company right. essentially. But Google has become the conduit for I don't know what the figure is. It's something like eighty percent of all information being shared that is a very very powerful very mm -hmm. powerful uh position to be in and when they start deciding what's going to be filtered and censored and what's not you've got a private company controlling the flow of information to an entire world and particularly a, a nation um but also yeah. the world and listen they, they have the right to do that however if they're going to control that much information and if they're going to control that much data, then maybe it's not whether or not we tell them they can or cannot censor. Maybe we need to look at it from an antitrust standpoint and say, you know what? Google cannot be this powerful. It needs to be broken up and there needs to be competitors yeah. to make this fair. Then Google can censor right. what they want because company B will decide it's in their best interest not to censor. And then you've got competition controlling the marketplace. And the same goes right. with YouTube. YouTube and Google have put um, partially, not entirely responsible, but they're a good uh, part of the reason they've put newspapers, they've put radio stations, they've put television stations out of business. Other forms of media are dying because of the monopoly of these tech giants. And mm -hmm. that is creating an environment that's dangerous. So yes, they're a private company, but they're too big and too powerful. We broke up steel companies. We broke up oil companies. We broke up railroad companies. We've broken up telephone mm -hmm. companies because we've mm -hmm. thought they're too powerful. And this is more power than all of them combined. So that's my two cents. Exactly. It, it's a monopoly. And last I, last I knew, monopolies are supposed to be illegal. And, yeah. you know, what I was doing before I created this channel, it, it's really hard to find funding. I'm an international business consultant, and I've got a background on lots of other things. But finding funding for projects, there's so much that it's, I don't like to say mafia, but it feels like that. Yeah. It's really hard to... Um, to break free of, of certain restraints. And if we don't have that freedom, we're going to be in big trouble. And I would love to talk to you more about, you know, Elon Musk and the um, SpaceX and the, you know, the satellites going up and, you know, the, the nanotechnology and things like that, because it all goes together too. And it's so important that people are understanding these things or what, what's really going on and, and fight for our rights and what's, you know, We've got to have some rights. I understand that we have to be careful, but at the same time, we still should be able to have a voice. Trinity, I'm going to have uh, Eddie reach out to you, and we'll get you on for a longer segment so we can talk about this in more detail. But right now, I've got to let you go. The channel sure. is called Trinity Red or Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. And it's on YouTube. Is there any other social media or anything that supports it, or do you just want people to go to YouTube? YouTube for now, if I can grow an audience and I get enough people really interacting, I'm hoping to do live, um, more, more, uh, things that I haven't done yet and branch out to, a, uh, many other platforms as well. So if they, if I get the right encouragement and people really, you know, want me to do more, I definitely will. I'm, I'm hoping that I can 
can do a, a great okay. thing for everyone. Well, we just have Thank to... you so much for having me on. I really have enjoyed this. Thank you're, you so much. You're welcome. We just have to have a gentleman uh, and lady agreement here that it won't be from 11 p.m. until 1 a.m. Eastern time that you're doing your live stream. Okay, let's be let's be clear oh, about definitely. that. <laughs> no, definitely. I love your show. <laughs> so I'm really really grateful to be on. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you, Trinity. Again, I'll have Eddie reach out to you so we can have you back on. Uh, again, the the YouTube channel is Trinity Red or Blue Pill. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by JV Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.